things are bad father it's obvious that we come down to you father so help us to come to a place when everything is going well we need you lord when everything is bad we need you father when everything is okay we still need you father lord father let me come closer and let us come closer more than yesterday father let our growth with you increase day and day and day father in jesus mighty name we pray amen Wow. I don't know why we took that song but it just felt so much that we need God more than anything, right? Did you feel the presence of God? Yes. Um yeah, so um you know that's the core of who we are. We need God. We need God so much so that we cannot dwell without him, live without him. And it's him who's created us. who's made us so let me introduce myself my name is prince i am a kannadiga any mallus in the house stotra <laughs> i am a malayali too yes i am a half malayali and half kannadiga i speak good north kannada the most uh, ugly form of kannada <laughs> yeah i because i know multiple languages i can speak your bangalore kannada and uh, i speak fluent malayalam as well and i was in chennai for 6 to 7 years i speak tamil as well and uh, my dad is an urdu scholar he his name is nuruddin mulla he accepted christ way before he got married and he reads the urdu bible he the urdu starts this way right so yeah every time he opens the bible i he opens it from this side so he's he's a bible teacher a scholar and uh, he studies the word of god day in and day out so i don't know to read urdu but i can fake urdu he tried to teach me urdu uh, all my life i said dad i can't do all these spitting words it's a lot of you know from the epiglottis yeah. so my mom is from kerala she is from trishur she belongs to a very wealthy muslim family and uh, when she is currently 61 when she was 22 she accepted the lord her father had 11 children she is one among them two wives yeah one mo- one mother couldn't do 11 so he needed two wives and uh, they had a lot of challenges uh, her father was the president of the muslim league in kerala he used to go to the hajj every single year and uh, so and he is a very wealthy man you know people used to come during ramzan people used to come and queue up in front of his house and he used to give alms and you know donations and stuff like that so a lot of rubber properties and all they had back in the day and uh, mom heard the gospel from her neighbor friend she used to sneak out of her house go read the bible come back she had a bible with her 
her father found that out burned the bible banned her from going and because they had a very big property she had to walk to the gate almost half a kilometer that's how big their property was and then walk out of the door and then go to their neighbor's house and then read the word of god so she used to go at night sneak out dress up like a man put a lungi shirt so that drunkards don't harass her and then go read the word and come back passionate back in the day no phones no access no internet the only thing is she saw a light and she wanted to follow it right here we don't know which is the light because so many lights are around us right you open instagram multiple lights come there we think that is the light but back in the day she was very clear i know the true light and she pursued it she uh, then they came to know about her mischief gospel ministry they locked her in a room for a month or so fed her from the window she didn't see daylight for a month and then one fine day she decided to leave her house and run away and then uh, she went to some pastor's house from there she ran to another pastor's house and she and her friend both of them then landed up in a bible college from the time she ran away until till today she's never seen her family all her siblings were hunting her down to kill her back then because it was a disgrace in the muslim community so she stood so firm for faith you know um, she didn't think twice before making a move and so my dad comes from belgaum he comes from a poor family it's it's a proper film story you know <laughs> so um he is among six siblings and uh, he is the only educated man in his house for the first time in his life when he was in his 10th standard he wore shoes chappal before that he never knew what chappal was so you can know what kind of family he belonged to so he was telling me his story where his brother used to work in the sugar factory gifted him a chappal a shoes a rubber shoes and it was so uneven and not done properly that he ran with it but when he ran it cut his back portion a bit he didn't care about the cut because he's wearing a chappal for the first time he was happy about it so it's a proper bollywood film story my dad and mom and then my dad comes to bangalore he was working in bangalore he always was in hunt for the truth he used to go to the mosque and ask he used to read the azan in the mosque and he knew quran very well and uh, somebody in in bangalore gave him the urdu bible to malayalis to all the malayalis in the house <laughs> yes brother this is the urdu bible <laughs> so they gave him the urdu bible and uh, uh, he read the first thing he read was the sermon on the mount he said who is this man who forgives who is this man who saying love one another i've always heard war 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 hate defend yourself protect your religion guardians of the religion this is such a, a difference and he started exploring i want to explore this man of love who is he started reading the word and he said if this is just a philosophy i am not into it if he is true he needs to touch me dad was going through some sickness and he got healed 
that day he gave his life to the Lord and said, I'm going to follow you. So he came to Kerala to study the word of God. Man who didn't even know how to speak English has reached Kerala in Malayalam land with Kannada and Urdu. And uh, 12 years in Kerala, he was there. Learned Malayalam, preached in Malayalam. Three, four years into Kerala, uh, somebody from my mom's Bible college met my dad's Bible college. Heads and said, we have a Muslim runaway. From our, then they, even we have a Muslim runaway. <laughs> so they both met. And uh, the first thing my dad tells my mom is, the shirt and pant I have is not mine. All I, I borrowed it to meet you. All I have is Jesus. Are you okay? She says, you think the sari is mine? <laughs> that, that sari is mine is an addition from my end. I don't think it's true, but the shirt and pant is. <laughs> yeah, so that way, they didn't have anything to be short. 40 people in the marriage, after the wedding got over, the pastors of the dad's Bible college and the pastors of the mom Bible college didn't know who is going to take the couple. Who owns the couple henceforth? <laughs> they had, so they were waiting, you know, where, which way, which way, which ministry, you know. And then mom's pastors, they said, we would like to take them and let them be under our shelter. And they adopted my mom as their daughter, looked after them. I was born in that pastor's house. And uh, they looked after me. Pastor's name is Pastor V.A. Thampi. Um, he recently passed away. Um, he's built around four or five thousand churches in India. And his son, Pastor Biju Thampi, is the, the person I, I am with in Bombay. And uh, Pastor V.A. Thampi is my grandfather. So I was telling uh, uh, on the way when we were coming here, everyone couldn't choose their family. I can do a la carte of my family. I can select my uncle, my auntie, you know. Any of you could be my cha-cha, chachi, you know. I can decide who I want. So that's the privilege I've got. So I've selected some of the best people and made my family. <laughs> so, when people ask, who's your grandfather? I tell that pastor's name. So, yeah, that's, that's me. I have a sister, she's in Australia. She has two beautiful girls, Kyra and Zia. And they speak in Australian accent. It's very hard to understand them. So, uh, and dad and mom are in Belgaum. They're doing, running a church there. They monitor around 70, 75 churches in Karnataka. <coughs> and I'm in Bombay. Uh, I was in Chennai, I moved to Bombay. 2014, I moved to Bombay. So, yes, that's my mom and dad. I wanted to give you a background of uh, knowing that their generational blessings flow into us, right? You know, I am a product of the prayer and labor of my parents and the hard work they have put into the ministry. My dad he used to say, he, you know, he had one of those bags. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, what, chila, jula, jola. Okay, okay, some say Chila, Jola, Sanji, ah, Sanji, that's the one. So, he used to have a bonda in his Sanji. And 
he used to go to villages take a bite of the bonda put the bonda back speak the word of god and go to the next village take another bite you know so one bonda whole day used to have one big size bonda and you know and when i was growing up every wednesday every other wednesday we had one mahindra commander jeep three door mahindra commander blue color police car police old model you know um, we had that jeep in that around 18 people used to go top side everywhere only the driver can see that much that is my my dad and we used to go to villages and literally set up speakers speak sing some christmas christian songs share the word of god and and go to the next village so every other wednesday we used to cover around four five villages that is to and dad was saying that was one day that i did in my life but he used to do every single day like that you know for years together and i you know i've seen that part time so back then i couldn't understand so cutting short i would like to tell you my journey quickly and then get to the point of why we are here right um i grew up in a christian home as you know who have grown in a christian home anybody all of us right so you know for my mom and dad they knew they were in darkness and they saw light at a distance and they pursued the light correct now if you are sitting here in dark this is a dark room comparatively to that room so you know there is light am i correct you can go there but what if you are born in light where you'll go <laughs> correct i grew up with hallelujah stotram stotram hallelujah 5 o'clock in the morning my dad used to wake me up prince wake up wake up they call me pinju at home pinju family prayer family prayer yes some song like that will start we have that uh, gear no sadradananta ta the first four words are very fast katanama nanagasrayave so that is to happen every single morning correct it's like that starting of the jeep or whatever you know so i grew up like that i god was my father's god not my god you know years passed and uh, suddenly um, i was going through some severe rheumatic arthritis arthritis uh, doctor told all my life i have to take an injection um, because it will affect my heart so i took that injection once in 21 days so i for you know for all my life i started taking when i was 5 when i was 11 i heard a voice saying son you are healed in a meeting while my dad was translating and i heard the voice first in english and it got translated also in my ears and came in kannada as well huh? god was like in case you missed out in english <laughs> just to be clear magane <laughs> you know so it and i went and told my dad dad i heard a voice he saying out of poirki he said then i papa i heard a voice I'm born in Adapurgi. And then I went and told all the sisters in the church, you know, who give me a lot of pampering. Chechi, I heard a voice. 
then they gave me love attention care what i needed then i went home i couldn't stop telling i heard a voice so i was adamant until my dad believes me i will continue to say to him i told my mom i told my auntie i heard a voice i heard a voice i am sure i heard a voice dad mummy saying acha chumma the poi namaku check cheyam let's go and check just for the heck of it you know so next day we went and checked took all the tests and i was completely normal this was when i was 11 that changed a lot of things for my life and from there began my journey of salvation i don't have a date of salvation but it began grew up i knew that god always existed and i i never liked singing i didn't like to worship or i'm a keyboardist all my life i played keys i hide behind the keys that's my job so um and papa used to put mic in the front and say sing 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 pad 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 he say and then i used to lip sync and hated singing no never um but to cut short i knew in the back of my head that i am not alone in this journey of life when what happened at 11 years old healing made me a very clear sense that every decision you make you can make it with god why are you making it alone and from 11 onward it naturally was a good good habit for me to make decisions with god god what do you think ah god is there let's let's ask god like a nat- it's not like i'll pray about it it's i didn't make it over spiritual you understand what i'm trying to say i didn't over spiritualize my relationship with god you know what is over spiritualizing where you have to create one room turn on the candle sit down close your eyes and then ask god you know <clears throat> i didn't do that i for me it was natural as like god what do you think no i want to do this you think it's okay so it it became like a friendly conversation day in and day out from the age of 11 nobody 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 uh, you know tamed my mind to think else wise for you know christian relationship with christ it was a very natural growth till date i have that relationship very very strong relationship with god but it's so natural that i just ask what what do i do is it okay it's is like hey i'm loving it are you a part of this you know so stuff like that so uh, this conversation inside me kept growing so i became very closed person with god so i was very confident in my decisions because of because of that i knew what i wanted until date i exactly know what i want you see what difference it made it made me a very decisive person right a good relationship a good communicative relationship with god makes you very decisive decisive in the right direction right you know what you want and the confidence in which you will say people will be stunned right so i will tell you how this decision pans out in the future but i was in my 10th okay i do not know how i will clear my exams anybody here bad with academics or all good in academics bad anybody who is extremely good in school school days wow this is not for you you can leave <laughs> 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 so
so i was pathetic okay i did all the mischief i could in my school days and 10th happened and i couldn't you know pass for god's sake i couldn't do anything and i am worried how i'll clear this biology exam okay and we had inter school students sitting in front of them they mix and merge so i had one friend whose friend was sitting in front of me i made some connection i said can you tell prince prerna was sitting here can you tell prerna to help me exam started 5 minutes into the exam prerna prerna i need help so she got bugged and she helped me you know and i passed biology because she took my paper and wrote it for me <laughs> now 10th is over now in karnataka you have science commerce and arts my definite direction is arts science no chance commerce is where you think you are ambitious but not so ambitious so science is the super ambitious now my mom had an asthma attack and my mom is uh, in the hospital the room is empty she's with the oxygen mask lying there i walk in this is right after my 10th results are out i'm sitting there my mom calls me in slow motion she raises her hand i also go i sit next to her and she takes a mask out ni science edukole she said will you take science then i also in slow motion put my hand said yes ma and i took science and that was one of the worst decisions of my life <laughs> i flunked 12th five times when i failed for the third time my mom found this tuition for failures <laughs> where all the failures of the city come and study under him i failed in that class <laughs> i was the last in the failures batch so, so to cut short education was not my thing but what i knew while i remember while writing my fifth attempt i was literally sitting on the piano and worshiping all day previous day because i knew what i wanted to do not it was adamant i tried to study i couldn't so fifth attempt right who will cite who will try five times unless they knew i finished 10th somehow i mean 12th i'd never crossed and i was i knew i wanted to do music i knew the decision of my life when people were my my classmates electricals and electronics is the stream you have to go said, you all go i will do my thing you know i knew i knew to cut short those decisions helped me today and today by god's grace i am where because i'm here doing ministry i'm doing music so currently i am a bollywood music director i work in the bollywood film industry um being my aim is to be the light that place and i also write songs i don't choose to write songs for the church i write it for my personal worship and that becomes a corporate worship because i just uh, <clears throat> so all of you are into the worship team here most of them or few of them 
Yeah. So I'll just share you something today. What we want to get into today is um, why are we here? Why are we sitting in this hall? Why choose the art of worship to God? What does it do in our life? Right? Worship is one of the biggest things in the world. Bible is so based on worship. And how does it impact your life? Okay, I'm going to share it through my stories and I'll share you a couple of powerful uh, facts that I have gone through in my life. Where I feel that worship plays a very, very, very vital role in your life. Regardless of you being a, a good singer or not, worship is worship. Okay? Regardless of you being a good communicator or not, worship is worship. Worship comes from your heart. And um, God loves to see us worship Him. Right? He adores it when we worship Him. I love to worship. And I, my worship happens through my music. Uh, I always express through my music. So, for example, if I'm doing... express through my playing. My worship is in my hands. Right? This led me to start singing words. Singing words to God. I want to talk to you about five things today. About how worship becomes an integral um, part of your life. Worship starts with a solid relationship with God. If there is no relationship, worship can never happen. Songs will happen, worship will not happen. Please understand, worship is very different from singing a song. Right? Um, relationship births out worship. If there is no relationship, worship will never be founded. Your foundation of worship happens through a very, very integral relationship with God. You know, there is a saying when they say, when you get married, don't involve your in-laws in decision-making. Right? Because it messes up the relationship. Similarly, in your personal life, don't involve anybody apart from God. Right? If you have locked your wife's and husband's relationship so strong, why haven't you locked your relationship with God first? From there births your relationship with your spouse. Am I correct? And what I know and have proven in my life is that strong relationship, which I can share, which I've already shared with you. You know, when, 11, when I was 11, when I found that relationship, I have naturally figured out a very strong relationship with God. Even though I have fallen short sometime, my relationship doesn't hamper. Most of the time when we sin or when we fail or when we go away from God, 
the first thing that the enemy attacks is the relationship because our conscious mind says go away it's not right to go to god but naturally because my relationship was a natural journey i have never felt that i need to go away when i failed in fact i feel that i need to go more closer you know my dad had a dog he used to my dad used to beat the dog like it was a german shepherd like left right and center he used to beat him if he made some noise back then the the management system was different <laughs> right so so but that dog was loyal to my dad dad alone he never liked all of us he liked my dad so much you know and correction whoever corrects us we have hatred towards them but honestly the affinity happens towards that person you know i am very strict with my work when when i had a band with 100 people and when we used to train them and i should i should be very strict if they were late by 5 minutes i used to say why are you late sir traffic i said did did it dawn to you today morning that bombay has traffic you lived in bombay for so many years today morning it dawned in your head the oh bombay has traffic i didn't know couldn't you calculate it earlier so i am very harsh on them and i used to be and uh, and some people didn't like it back then some people like but years later today they all say sir dant ke jaise aaj main kuch aage badha hu and they come and say sir aap so much love they have for me and i didn't expect that with all that strictness that i was with them you know they come back with so much affinity and so much love so much respect saying because of today i am never late you know because <laughs> you you have put me on time so that's the relationship we need to have when we fail because god has that relationship with us when god corrects us we just want to grow so when i when i fail in my personal life the first thing is i just want to run back to god way too much and my only outcome is singing to him i just love to sing to him <clears throat> i will i'll share you a story uh Bombay in 2014 around 50 60 people came to drop me at the airport in chennai friends everybody cards who cake bye bye tata and i reached bombay at 1 o'clock in the night the cheapest flight i took i reached bombay uh, and around 20 30 people came to meet me all 30 people were auto walas sir 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 kidhar jane ke kidhar jane ke kidhar kidhar jane kidhar jane band rada darda darda you know so and not a single person there new city i went through loneliness and depression hit me first 2014 so bad that you know birthday happened and not a single person to celebrate we are so used to getting attention because we are musicians no just one one song and five people oh wow no <laughs> so naturally and all my life pastor son grew up as a musician used to getting attention being the center of attention suddenly god takes me through this journey of no attention for you you know 
zero attention no no and i am trying to sing better <laughs> nobody is getting attention to me you know but god wanted to go go through that journey <clears throat> i'm going through this deep loneliness and uh, it's just disturbing me to an extent where i couldn't express to anybody i call my mom mom are you illa anganakya it's like that ah no problem no problem just adjust even before i wanted to tell the next line there was a solution to my to my you know communication right i stop i call my dad papa it's just me and ah enda nadakkunna aaru illa ivide ichre ah okay 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 seri njan ipo charchilla i'm at church i'll talk to you soon see now it's this is the general understanding of you know how people respond to unless you're super sensitive certain certain people are very oh what's happening why did you cough what kind of cough it is you know <laughs> so there are some but my family was not among that community okay so uh, i decided to go back to my first love of 11 year old jesus that time i realized why am i not utilizing that relationship at all why have i kept that relationship so void that when i grew up that relationship didn't matter much and other things mattered more because we are so aspiring to meet people get new jobs get new ideas get new solutions that what is the obvious doesn't matter to us anymore some of you are blessed with home food so you all don't know what it is to not get home food when you are not at home so you do not care about the obvious right so my relationship with jesus from the from the very strong bonding went to the obvious ha wo to hai ghar ghar ka dal hai i went back to god i started crying and i like getting a hug right you guys understand hindi piano it was night 2 o'clock i started singing gale laga le gale laga le ae khuda mujhe gale laga le these are the words gale laga le means give me a hug and i said gale laga le mujhe gale laga ले लगा ले 
just started singing, give me a hug, give me a hug, nothing. This tune just came out from there. I saw an angel come from heaven. This is the keyboard, this is my window. Angel right here. Opened his wings and wrapped me like this. I still can remember the feathers. Right? Then I started crying for hours, hours, weeping, weeping, gale lagale. Gale lagale. First question when people come to my house and say, it's a three-bedroom massive apartment. It has a studio. It's very beautifully done up as well. I love to keep my house a little nice. Who, who all live here? And I live alone. And I never understood that question from those years because I never felt the need of anybody else but God. Now, Worship is not just singing something you've heard. Worship is singing the cry of your heart. The greatest songs that have come out are not songs that they thought will, will make sense for the church. It will make sense for the church. No. The songs are the ones that were the cry of their heart. Amazing Grace. Do you know how that song was written? The guy used to have slaves under him. He was the guy who bought a lot of African slaves used to make them row the ship, beat them, not give them food. And that's the guy who wrote Amazing Grace. Right? What I want to tell you is, if you can start speaking out the cry of your heart, not necessarily in the sense of a song, but if you can just start speaking it out to God, there's going to be beauty in that, in that, and there's going to be healing in that. There's going to be restoration in that. There's going to be deliverance in that. There's going to be power in the way God moves. God heals. God heals so beautifully that you will not even realize you're healed. The next time you want to operate, you will never know that I was, I was, you know, not a part of it. I remember people getting healed of anger issues. They said, I said, how did, how was the transformation? They said, the next time an argument happened, I just didn't feel the need to raise my voice. I had this unending calm. Let me hear them and let me talk wisely. Let me think before I speak. That maturity just dawned to them overnight. And these healings are what your worship in God can do. An ongoing relationship can lead to, number two, a beautiful healing process. Right? Worship starts with a relationship. From relationship comes healing. Healing and restoration. And healing and restoration is an ongoing process. It's not a one-time thing. Let me tell you. All of us has weaknesses here. Right? How many church goers for the last 10 years? 10 years ago, if you prayed for your weakness, by now you all should be weakness-free. Ideally. Are you? Weaknesses never end. They only get updated. 
correct you solve one you discover another right so don't battle with your idea of trying to solve your weakness all the time it's an ongoing journey take it step by step if you know that you have five six weaknesses keep four parked in the side deal with one it's okay right healing god wants to heal you one by one right when god healed somebody he didn't heal the blind man of mental depression he said i'll deal with that later let me first cure your blindness right when god went and raised the dead he didn't tell her your breathing capacity needs to increase I'll, he said i'll deal with that later right what am i trying to say here god wants to do everything in beauty okay don't bring every problem of your life to god in one table and then just just say god heal me oh, you don't know you have no idea of what you want in the end of the prayer you actually walk out with more burden than a solution have you felt that when you sit in prayer after prayer you feel more heavy Lord, this is not happening. That is not happening. No money. No, I have this back problem. This that. When you cry and you wake up, and you are not in a place where you are, you want want to talk to somebody. What happens is our mind wants to, and Satan's ways, put all on your face and bombard you with who you are and your weaknesses and your sorrows, and tell you that you are so down right now. How can you come out of it? That image is created in your head. God is telling you, we'll deal with it one by one. Bible says everything has its own time. In his time he makes all things beautiful, right? So take one thing at a time. Take one thing at a time. Don't rush. From worship, worship begins with relationship and in the relationship there is healing. There is healing. Once you are healed, once you sense a sense of healing, comes purpose it draws you to a place of purpose the moment you see healing in your life or something it gives you a direction i need to do this more i need to do that more am i making sense relationship to healing to purpose sometimes we are trying to find our purpose without even having a relationship and without getting healed and it's a struggle to come to that place of purpose what is my purpose in life prince's purpose is so evident he can sing he can play and people love to hear him his purpose is clear i can't sing i can't play what does what is my purpose who am i my family doesn't like me my workplace it's my boss is on pain right you have all these questions coming in your head and you feel that it's all just hitting on your face you are coming at a place where you never pursued the relationship first before your problems let me break that down that statement for you relationship before problems when you want to go and let's take a very close relationship your parental relationship even before you want to pursue a you that relationship 
sometimes you put the problems away and pursue the relationship have you seen that you have differences between your loved ones but i said usko side mein rakho keep it aside let me love you for who you are have you done that god wants you to do that first we go with grocery list all the time right we think he is swiggy instamart right but that's not the thing god is swiggy instamart sometimes but more than that he is wanting to have a relationship with you check all the problems let problems be dealt at a time at this moment let's build the relationship relationship from worship happens relationship why am i saying worship happens relationship do you have you you have any celebrity crushes here anybody who likes football ronaldo ronaldo fans right if you think ronaldo too much you start celebrating him in your house you have his t-shirt okay photo ronaldo then your your Insta, instagram dp is in ronaldo's photo and it's written someshwar <laughs> name is someshwar but photo is ronaldo right this is when your your love for somebody becomes a becomes worship you are starting to worship them and that's what god wants you to do with him first love him for him for you to love him you need to know who he is what are his qualities i love ronaldo because he's a great footballer what penalty shots you saw that last messi's shot easy shot it was for argentina right so why do we like shahrukh khan oh he has that vibe <laughs> do you know why do you love jesus any quality of him that you can think of your head your your body itself is telling you i love jesus because man something no we don't i love jesus because he is religion jesus christ you know christian christmas also is there <laughs> correct absolute rubbish you don't know a single quality of jesus sometimes i'm just trying to break your head down right you need to love jesus because of what you are fond of him for i love jesus because i think he is the most selfless human being lived on earth what a man when he was dying he stood on the cross and said forgive them what a boss right i love jesus because he forgave more than anything else i love jesus because he loved children he, every child he just i love kids too so it connects to me so i love jesus because he was down to earth and he loved the lost i love to be down to earth i want to be down to earth like him these are my affections for jesus now because of my love is birth out a relationship from relationship comes healing when you have a relationship with jesus jesus always wants to give and bless you and heal you in the moment see we are we are born in sin bible says and we do require healing right the moment god starts healing you you start finding a deep purpose for your existence i'm telling you a deep purpose for why you're alive why you're here today purpose might not be defined as a title like music director it will be a convicted answer in your heart it will be a very well written convicted answer which words might not be able to describe it might be literally looking after your parents and taking care of their all all their needs but it will be a purpose that you know for sure you're called to do that 
I met a man who supports my pastor Biju. His name is Ajesh. One of the greatest minds. He's a very smart guy. And he runs this Vision Rescue. There's an NGO that my pastor runs. Around 200, 250 people work there. And a lot of the work happens there. And I asked Ajesh, Ajesh, what's your purpose in life? He said, I think I was created to stand with Pastor Biju and support him for his calling. And God called me to be a backbone for Pastor Biju. And I'll do it with all my heart. Right? Now, he knows his purpose. When you know your purpose, no, your decision making is clear. Even if you hate Bangalore and the traffic of Bangalore, you'll still stay in Bangalore because you know your purpose. Even if deciding is easier. Coming to my fourth point, the moment you know your purpose, you will know your direction. Direction and decisions. Purpose brings clarity. Purpose brings, it brings great amount of clarity. You will know where you are going. You know what's your next step. You don't have to be. About direction, I want to tell you one thing. and about clarity i have this season in my life where i am unclear have you all been in a place where you are unclear you do not know what why when how who no idea so i have found an answer for that i am clear that i'm going through an unclear season making sense i make peace with the fact that this is a season of not being clear and i am clear about that and that also god only gives you decision for isn't it a deciding factor to know that i am in an unclear season and making peace with it am i making sense from purpose comes direction and clarity am i making sense you are in a place of clarity right now leads you to the place of great clarity and what i want for each of you from clarity the last thing i want to tell you is comes impact right when you see people who are impacting the world they went through this journey regardless of the knowing god or not knowing god i'm telling you but when you know god your impact is more powerful and heaven is rejoicing when you know god and walk through his ways your impact will be so beautiful that heaven will be rejoicing in your decision makings when you have a great sense of clarity and and moses in the bible the moment he went to that bush and picked up the rod he knew what he had to do what happened was an impact later a powerful impact and if you're in a place where you're stuck at any point comparing yourselves to people around you and saying they are ministering in such ease they're impacting in so much ease i'm struggling see where your journey has stopped go through all these points that i've shared today and see if your relationship is strong first if your relationship is strong what is number 1 worship in relationship worship brings relationship then number 2 is healing number 3 is number 4 direction number 5 impact the moment you have clarity you come to a place of impact 
God. Bible, Bible, any prophet who's laid hands over you, any apostle who's laid hands over you, God is going to use you, they say. What do they say? God is going to use you. If you want to come to a place of being utilized, and if God wants this vessel to be used for his kingdom, please firm your relationship and just allow God to heal you. Let all those long lost burdens be taken away. <clears throat> I, I want to just tell you about these burdens. In God, God, God is just revealing to me. I just saw this video somewhere and I want to share. You know, the weight of this cup, I can hold, I can ha carry this cup. Right? This cup is easy to carry. Am I correct? Yeah. Can you carry this cup? All of you? But what if I hold this cup for three days? Would my hand pain? That's what we do with our weaknesses, our hurts, our pasts. It's not a big problem, but we carry it for a long time. Right? God wants to heal you from that. <coughs> a small problem. It's just one tussle with your loved one. One argument you had, that built ego, that built hatred, that built anger, that built self-esteem issues, dignity, family. One and that small cup will walk down your entire hand and it can lead your entire arm to be paralyzed. Am I making sense? Similarly, that healing time is very important. And this cycle is not a one-time thing. This is the most important part. This is a lifetime cycle. It is very important for me to go back to my first love and rebuild my relationship. I'm telling you, especially people in the ministry, they forget God and do ministry. It's important to go back to the first love, to go back to the cycle and get healed all over again. It's important to build purpose again. It's important to, to get a clear and fresh direction all over again. This keeps you grounded. If you are going to be consistently in that place of impact and forget the understanding of a relationship, then you might get carried away by world's glory and forget who God is. And it's important to come back to the cycle and come back to zero and say, Lord, I want to empty my cup. I want to empty my cup. So when I go through my journey of life, the thing I do is I convert all of these things into songs. My, because I can sing and I can write. I can't write much, but I figure it out. You know, it's a hustle writing, you see. Um, the songs that I've written is, I was sitting in Chennai one day and I, I somebody said, somebody likes my song, Zinda, you said, no? There's a song called Zinda, Zinda, Yeshu Zinda. Zinda, Zinda. You know how I wrote this song? 
after me being a pastor's son after me being healed at the age of 11 after me written many other songs i was at a point where i was asking is jesus still alive i was in chennai saying this jesus thing is it true you know why i asked that question because there was a big healing meeting crusade happened i suffered with a severe back issue and i've gone to countless people and laid over on my hands and my back and nobody healed no meeting could cure that pain i'm being honest here i'm being a very frank opener i went to hospital took a surgery put four screws on my back i'm this is way before i got uh, uh, you know got my screws uh, i tell people i'm screwed <laughs> so <laughs> way before i got my surgery done there was a time where i'm saying all these meetings then i asked question why don't these pastors instead of putting a big stage and having two people hold another person say pastor i met this look at this man six months he was unwell and he's healed walk 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 okay so instead of doing all that let these pastors take around to the hospital no let them take a stroll to the hospital and then just cure all these people and then walk out you know let the power of god heal them hundreds of questions right so i'm i battle with these questions sometimes right that time a spirit inside me said you don't need to know everything and a voice inside me said zinda zinda yeshu zinda and then i sang that song and i experienced a touch of god now that touch shut my mouth forever right there is no debate or argument imagine sister and me are discussing sister is a believer and i am an unbeliever okay suppose i come from biryani family and she comes from a christian faith sister is sitting and saying jesus is the way i said no allah is the way right and uh, we have a heated argument nobody is a prophet this 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 and sister wins the argument do you think i will give my life to the lord there is no discussion on the face of earth where a christian won the discussion and the other person gave the life to the lord you will never come to christ based on an argument's closure the only way you can come to christ is through an experience in the touch of god so even if all my questions were answered i would still have not given my life to the lord so does it make sense to pursue those questions if it satisfies your need you can pursue it but what you need to pursue more than those questions is a touch from the heavenly father because no man on earth has come to salvation without an experience but an understanding no just a, um, a great understanding of a 2000 year old man cannot bring you to church a powerful impact from the holy spirit is the only way you can come to the lord am i making sense so keep your questions packed if you have some i know you have some all you need to do is have an awesome touch from the heavenly father ask god seek god it just operates like 
your phone. What phone is this? I'm just showing off. iPhone. Okay. This is a good phone. Do you agree it's a good phone? It's one of the best phones. Right? Now, what all can I do with this phone? I can talk to all of you guys. I can call you, message, see the world, see social media, read all news, do all my businesses. Right? What if this phone did not have any cellular network and no internet? How good is this phone? I can play some downloaded games which was a part of the internet. I had to take it from the internet. And that's us without God. Even if you think you're a 15-year-old Christian who has studied and done alpha course, beta course, gamma course, mama course, okay? you do not have a relationship today you will be like this iPhone without signal your knowledge of Christ is of no good if it is not an activated relationship am I making sense your knowledge of the word of God is absolutely nil or zilch if it is not activated by a very near experience and encounter with Jesus all you need to seek more is an encounter with Jesus. It comes to coming back. How did people who did not have much IQ of understanding and reading Bible still meet Jesus and understand? Correct? They, they, they pursued the encounter more because all they knew is they needed a touch. We are accused of conversion. They say that the people who do not know much to read and write are being converted. Right? We go to villages, village ministries are expanding. Why is that? And the, the, the community says that we are doing that. It's not true. The only thing we are doing is Jesus is always an experience. And they experienced him. They met him face to face. And that nobody can deny. The moment you meet Jesus face to face, you can't run away from it. It's a beautiful experience. But I want to encourage you today. Once you start coming to a place of purpose, right? God will show you directions on where you want to impact, what you want to do. Your life will look so meaningful. You wake up with some idea, you sleep with some idea. You wake up the next day with some more idea. And when you're tired, that idea keeps you going. When you are, when you accomplish some idea, you get a new idea. That purpose keeps you beautifully going. Trust me. When problems come, you see beyond the problems because there's an idea around the problem. So, what I am telling you today is I want to encourage you that if you are going through some challenging times, if you are going through some lonely times, let's revisit our relationship first. It's okay to revisit. It's not a big deal. Even if you are a 15-year-old person in Christ or a 25-year-old person in Christ or a 40-year-old person in Christ, it's okay to revisit the basics of our relationship. It is a beautiful journey again. It's always important to go back to ABCD of our faith. And if you feel that somewhere my routine has come to a standstill where I really think Jesus is just another part of me and Sunday is just a part of Pastor Bridgie's calling and talking and saying come and come and be a part of the Sunday service, then revisit your relationship. It's time to revisit. And once in a while, even if you're doing well, revisit it. You never know you'll have a newer experience with God. You'll have a newer encounter with God. 
So I want to encourage you with this today and uh, I love that we serve a living God. He's not a dead God, he's a living God. He's powerful. He's loving. He's compassionate. He's forgiving. He's merciful. Chipe, 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 
सेकेंड वर्स इज खुशबू जो तेरी सुकून सुकून मुझे पाऊ में निंदिया तेरे ही गोदी में योर फ्रेग्रेंस गिवस मी रेस्ट एंड आई कैन स्लीप ऑन योर लैप ये ख्वाहिश मेरी दिस इज माई डिजायर हजारों से भी काफी है एक दिन वन डे इज बेटर देन थाउजेंड डेज एल्सवेयर इन योर इन योर कोट काफी है एक दिन बस तेरी बाहों में so this is a very personal lullaby song that i wrote to god it says first first shows ungli pakad ke kadam kadam chalo it's very important to just have that strong undeterred relationship with god it makes life very meaningful it makes life easier to take in life is easy when you look at it from the lens of jesus 
when they were coming to arrest him all he knew is to pray if somebody is coming to arrest us what are we doing we're making phone calls brother somebody is coming to arrest me tension family all crying we took unwanted perspective and unwanted vision of ourselves seeing you know how much stress we put ourselves into when we don't look at in the lens of jesus when jesus was being beaten on the cross by these pharisees and people he didn't have any anger towards him he didn't take any of that stress he looked at them he's bleeding he's almost dying looked at them and said forgive them what a beautiful easy life no stress no load but if we were on the cross for something that we didn't do what would be our words of our mouth what would be the state of our mental mind what would be going inside our head would be at peace no we wouldn't be at peace then we say life is so difficult and we come back home after suppose you didn't die on the cross you were hung they beat you nicely and then you they sent you back home what happens i have gone through so much sister so much pain then you talk about that talk about that create a bigger story out of it jesus made it much easier problems will come tribulations will come but jesus has a perspective to look at it it's the perspective of love the day you start loving people it's easy to forgive the day you start forgiving your mind becomes easier you don't have much to hold on in your head right the the beauty of jesus is this so when you know jesus life becomes simpler trust me problems will not go away but life becomes it just gives you that clarity of mind i don't have to be a part of that discussion that thought process that line of angle it's not my cup of tea my cup of tea is just to forgive them and to love them even if they come to kill you it's hard to believe but that's who we are and there's so much joy in serving jesus a man who walked his life so blameless so selfless so beautiful if we can strive to be like him nothing like it and if people say what is a successful man i mean a lot of successful people are killing themselves the owner of ccd jumped and killed himself one 20 year old girl from the industry killed herself the other day after you claim success as well the so called success doesn't give you some joy where are we heading towards the greatest success is to be like jesus the greatest success when i am 70 when i am 80 when i am 90 what do i want to do i want to be more like him nothing else anything else that comes is a blessing from god if god gives me a good house good car to drive in good good relationships good work good dignity in the community that's his thing it's not my thing that's not my lookout but his lookout he will take care of that if he doesn't give well and good one last thing i want to end with saying somebody prayed for me and said god is going to bless you brother god he said god is going to bless you mightily and what we say that time amen 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 correct but something in my heart said i told god back lord i made a decision to follow you even if you don't bless me it's okay even if you choose not to bless me i'm still fine because i never came for the blessing my deal was not a barter system of a blessing for my service to you blessing is god's and he will bless 
that's not our lookout it's not something that we want to pursue the blessing blessing will follow you all the days of your life but let's pursue the love that we have for him and that beautiful glorious face amen let's end in prayer thank you jesus for this beautiful time of fellowship i want to give this team into your mighty hands lord i want i want to i want to thank you for who you are and what you've done in our lives lord you are majestic and yet so yet so relational father you're so glorious yet so fatherly father you are so mighty and powerful yet so sweet and loving lord help us to be like you and become more like you father teach us your ways teach us how to forgive teach us how to be calm teach us how to let go teach us how to to build in your standards father teach us how to be decisive father teach us lord teach us lord thank you for this beautiful life that you've given us lord we want to make our lives a celebration to you every day and every existence of our lives is an outpour of a celebration to jesus i declare this in all these people's lives father in jesus mighty name we pray amen amen anybody here if you have a question if you can raise your hand uh, so that we will give you the mic thank you very much for that uh, word as you said uh, yeah one of the old christian who was born into light still <laughs> seeking the light yes uh, thank you very much and you've definitely taught me a lot lot tonight i'm glad my question is uh, i work in a company which is very brahmin okay uh, there are about 3500 employees of which uh, probably only about 80 or 90 are christians wow and uh, you said uh, you in your secular world also spread the gospel how right. do you do that so one of the one of the key criterias for my journey in the secular world you can sit i can sit yeah um good question actually and that's something that i can boldly address um <coughs> um i work in the secular industry very strongly and i was just sharing it in the room inside right now with the challenges that i've gone through being in the industry um it all boils down to your firm conviction i'll tell you where it started for me i'm a very i'm a very uh, practical questioning person as my nature right i question every practical thing around me when my friend called me to uh, give some sweets because he bought a new car and he called me his name is sagar he called me and said prince i bought a car come we just have a small thing going on at home i said okay he's a hindu he broke the coconut in front of the car okay and then gave one piece to eat yeah okay. okay and my first question is if my hindu friends were at home would i boldly tell them give me 5 minutes i'm just going to take my communion and come back would you have the courage to tell and stand for your faith i'm just going to pray for 5 minutes and come back or can i just pray here we are some because we are overpowered by another dominant religion in our country our mindset is tweaked to being the underdogs am i making sense 
we naturally think we are not supposed to say what we do boldly or confess or convey our ways our actions because 90% of the people in our country or 80% of the people in our country are hindus they can boldly put on tikka and walk in front of us right because everybody walks so for them their courage is multitudes of people are putting i also put if i was in us i could go to a store and say can i pray for you and they will say yes brother pray for me praise the lord and it's easier in our country like india since we are the minority it's very hard for us to be bold and that is where strong conviction matters we are the pioneers of the ministry in india please remember that the mantle is heavier on us than than the coming generation which means our decisions have to be much firmer than the other countries where the majority is christians when our yes about jesus is yes we have to stand by it what come may right so in your workspace and in my workspace i am very firm with my faith i know i am called for this and i unashamedly tell them for example uh, sunday morning they say this are recording i have church i can't you know i can't go i have to sit down and pray there's a meeting that i'm called to do i said i i can't oh, but this launch no brother i can't it's my i my prayer time with god you know i want to spend the time with god i'm and i don't make it a big thing where i say i'm a christian you know we as a church we i i don't hide it behind words you know we have this thing happening thing you know i am very from it's my prayer time you know it's be very clear about it so if you have not created that culture it's natural sometimes we we adapt to the culture around us take a journey to make that culture stronger in your workspace let people know you are different it, it you don't have to blend in rule number 1 because we are in the pioneering stage of our nation we are very minority community of christians in this country which means if we are not firm where we are then in no place we will penetrate be it office be it industry or no other place if we do not know who we are and what we are called for and if our colors are not clean right then we will be infiltrated by their own colors and then we will become this uh, calculated christian sunday monday monday is a different calculation sunday is a different calculation correct so don't get into that gray space it is it is it is a very rubbish space to be in either you put your hands you know completely onto the faith and stand with it firm be very very open about it and be very confident about it like you know now we can't publicly say we eat beef correct we can't publicly say but that is the same mindset we have for being a christian am i making sense or our faith or our church you know that fear is the same spirit operating in our faith as well have you noticed uh we have this fasting prayer going on no when church thing is happening no we'll never say fasting prayer because church thing is going on and uh, we have this mass masa mass you know so we camouflage it we hide it because we want to blend in and not stand out we might lose relationships do you want to please people and displease god or please god and displease people you decide right so understand that this season of time and this age and era of time we are the pioneers in this country be it you being a powerful missionary or a silent worker in a company 
our decisions have to be firm regardless even if you are just going to be a college student in a college or a powerful missionary with a mic be firm of who you are let's face some persecution and taste it for once we have been persecution free for the last most time and one persecution is a big testimony on our website correct our our disciples all died of persecution upside down burnt alive and all those things we have not even got slapped right we have not even touched the surface because we have come to an understanding of calculated faith right adjustable faith camouflaged faith i'm not saying that's wrong but i'm just saying let's be convicted clearly let your yes be yes and your no be no don't be in yes no right so i don't know if it makes sense but from my whole perspective the only solution i can tell you is we being a very clear uh, clear faith generation very clear headed generation not unclear generation we are clear people we know who we where we belong like my friend here is he's a very dear friend he's in bangalore he he says uh, i'm going to meet him after the 31st night celebration he said come home we have a party going on i said i will try and make it after the celebration uh, and he said then he called me and said there's no party it's just me and my wife just why don't you come and meet us i said i'll see i'll finish the service and come hey what are you doing service at 1 o'clock what does this service mean why are you doing come man 12 o'clock and all church and all other what are you doing in church he said right so i said my answer was very simple i said 12 o'clock means a lot to me man because i'm stepping into a new year you will finish your party and go i'll have to live my life alone after that correct so i better do it with god i said so i didn't say this church thing i have to do man i didn't camouflage it you know this church thing i have to do you know and then i'll you know i didn't say that i said i'm doing my life alone in this earth and the only person who stood with me is god i might rather give my 2023 to him and start with him so i'll come to you after i start with him so he knows now he won't play around with me our colors need to be clear right yes makes sense yeah and i don't blame you even we have been that gray space i have been in that gray space most of my time but i have decided to be firm there's a sense of boldness in me when moses took that stick and walked down that stick led him to make firm decisions that the entire community opposed he was the only lone battle at least you have so many people in this room with the same faith imagine moses with a clear head what courage it takes understand we are pioneers in this country if we are only at 5% of christians or 3% or 4% of christians whatever the population is 95 is still remaining if this 5% is not clear who else will be clear am i making sense so if you walk out from this hall and if your friends ask you please explain to them in crystal words what your faith means be bold outrightly what if they come and ask you for prayer you will give them a chance to know god your boldness will bring a lot of people to faith not your gospel sharing tactics your firmness in your faith will bring a lot of people to christ make sense yeah any other questions yes please
question. Yes. Um, so when you're writing songs or yeah. when um, you know, the Holy Spirit dawns <coughs> and you feel led to sing a song, what if you're not close to an instrument um, and a time like that? Like, because generally when you're close to an instrument, you are led to record. Fair enough. Or, Good know. question, yeah. So how do you um, record that or how do you remember what it is that came to you? Uh, so, so songwriting. So, you, do you write songs? I don't. I just want to. Songs. I just want to understand the root of this question. Yeah. Okay, so, there are songs that come naturally when right. we're leading in worship, or when we're just sitting in worship. But not always there's an instrument, and I don't play any instrument. Right. But there's not always an instrument around to help you. Um, you know, just move further with the song that's coming to you. Right. So, when you're not around an instrument, how do you? Uh, work around with a song. See, instruments, uh, there are, there are uh, seasons in our life as musicians, certain musicians are stringed with their instrument, intertwined. I am one of them. I cannot sing without my instrument. And if I sing, I sing off pitch without my instrument because have you seen these harmonium singers? They sing what they sing they're playing. Right? They're doing that, right? It's intertwined singing, right? And I'm one of those singers. If I don't get my... Mm, see? What I'm doing? So, while I'm going to lead you into worship, I'm like, let's mm, sing a song. Mm, ha, mm. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm locking myself in there. So, if you are that then it is hard to write a song or get creative. If you want to, and if you do get a song, then take your phone and record it. Right? Record a tune. I get some tunes sometimes. Um, one song, one tune I got. So I got this tune. Okay? That's all I got. Okay? I took my one. And I came home and then I beautified it with my instrument. And they said, Bando ne pucha to tu ne vide hai sadaakat Rahi bane te parban paaye teri badaulat Chal pade, badate badate kadam chale Badate kadam chale I recorded that at home later, but when I sang for the first time, it was sounded ugly. So if you've got a gift of playing an instrument, then and you've got a song prior to it, take time to shape it up later, because you're intertwined with your instrument. So yeah, makes sense. <clears throat> Have I answered your question? <laughs> Yes, then you just try and remember, create shapes in your head with, with your, figure it out, you know, if you really love it, then just try and remember it, sing it until you reach a mobile phone. <laughs>
right i mean if you really love it so you'll figure a way out yeah any other questions you can ask any question yeah we have time so do we have time yeah please 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 feel free don't hesitate we are a clear generation can <laughs> i try to explain what sure. i am i'm not getting proper right words so your spiritual life is uh, god has called you to worship lead worship okay you have your secular life as well mm. as you are in the bollywood industry mm. so when you write songs uh, and uh, the holy spirit will help you mm. in your spiritual life for mm. worship so uh, do you think that holy spirit also helps you with the secular songs of course and when you make secular songs do you also feel the presence of god yeah of course 100% yeah. see the thing is wherever wherever you are called to that is your ministry okay if a doctor left his patients and said god is calling me for ministry then all our patients would sit and cry correct and if a doctor said i'm only going to treat christian patients then that is another problem so there's two levels of problems here a doctor leaving his profession and coming to doing pastoral ministry a doctor only treating christian patients would he do that no now i do not have a division of secular and christian in my life i have a clear relationship with jesus and i walk with him everywhere i go my perspective i want to make it simpler for me to live no in the end of the day i have to live my life i can't have two parameters and try and shift and balance both these parameters that's heavy for me my parameter is very simple i am a christ loving gentleman i wake up with christ i sleep with christ every decision i make will involve christ if he is not involved in it i am not a part of it if that involves films no films if it is a ministry if it is which church to go in ministry also you require god's discernment to be in a church or no i have gone to churches where the pastor is more popular than jesus <laughs> pastor is so popular that jesus was namo nishani nahi tha udhar then i was like guys let's talk about jesus little bit 5 minute you know then we can talk about how cool your pastor is you know so yes yes go for it yeah maybe lyrics from a producers to yeah. the related to the movie so if the <coughs> lyrics involves other God, faith yeah, i don't involve in it i walk out as you told you are not a part of it yeah it's my deciding fact see my decisions are very very clear if god tells me not to be a part of it however big it is walk out of it i got a film i went to the studio i was in yashraj they called me to conduct 30 singers for a film i was doing 83s recording 83 films lehra do one songs lehra do le i'm recording the choir the, i'm making them sing lehra do lehra do and so we hire these singers in sessions 8 hours of session we pay them a certain amount now to save cost pritham called me the director and said um, his assistant came and he said prince we'll have to record one more line of another film i said okay we'll do that then he said i'm sending you the audio now just after lehra those take we have two more hours left in the session we don't want to call them because again costing and all will increase so in this session only we'll finish it off he said i said okay great give me the listen he sent me a track of a hindu chant ಹೂ ಕೇರ್ಸ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಹಿಮ್ ಹೂ 
kids about Pritham. I care about Jesus. I spoke to my boss in heaven. I said, boss, what should I do? Boss said, boss, no. <laughs> boss gave me no. I called him up. I said, Anurag, I can't do this. Why? My faith doesn't allow me, yaar. I'm sorry. Then, I do a conduct I'll finish Leherat and I'll leave. You, you are 30 people are there, you hired them, that's your call. But I do not want to conduct them. I said, okay. That was the last time he called me for work also. I care less. He will go, his film will go, his director will go, his job also will change in 10 years. My God will remain with me. Correct? So, you need to, that clarity will make your life very easy. You don't have to think twice. If you have a certain amount of clarity, you know, you don't have to think twice. So, you just be clear where you belong to. And when you go, you will not be a victim, you will always be a victor. You will never be a victim, you will not be victimized. In fact, people will look up to you. I was just sharing. A director, a very reputed director came home last two weeks ago to my house. He's a big producer. He once owned IPL cricket team and all. And he came home and I'm doing one of his works. I heard, I showed him the film. He heard the music, he cried. He loved the film. Next day he sent me a big paragraph of message. And I thanked, he thanking me and I'm blessed to have you on this project and all he said. I replied back to him and then next afternoon he called me home. I went home and he spoke. He said something about coming to your place. It was really beautiful. Next thing is I said, can I pray for you? I prayed for him. Now he calls me twice a week for prayer. Now, am I a victim here or a victor? And if I tell you his name, I would, ra I would rather not tell his name here because you will know what all he has done and what all he's been accused of. Right? And you will say, how are you working with him? But that's what we are called to do. You either walk with the boldness of Christ or with the fear of the devil. Right? You need to choose where you belong. What's your battle? So, I am very clear and thank God for that 11-year-old relationship I am, when I was 11 years. From there, one natural relationship grew, no? I'm so thankful to God because that's the only reason I'm so firm in my decision-making. So, last, last yes, question, yes, sorry. please, please keep asking. It's related to the secular, because I have a lot of questions regarding yeah, this. Yeah. So people like, uh, we, the pe believers say that mm. we should not listen to secular songs. Mm. So there are a few good songs as well, right? So yeah. Is it wrong to listen? No, it's not. Is it called, then in that case, you should not wear secular clothes. Should not travel in cars which are made by Hindus. No, you should be super spiritual saying that, no, I don't listen to something. No, nothing like that. You need to be decisive in your heart and your spirit. See, conviction is about you and your relationship with God. Let me tell you, this is, this is faith-related decision-making that not only happens in song listening, but every aspect of your life. The words you speak at your workplace, mm -hmm. right? The things you involve watching TV at, the things you involve in gossip or slander, or even listening to a secular song. Okay? There is a constant decision making in regard in, in, in guarding your faith, right? It, be it your song or be it any other front, you need to know where, what faith you belong to. I am, I make secular songs. 
I made one song called Mumbaiya. I made I don't Mumbaiya kare kya bhaiya shehar pe ye dil la gaya hai Mumbaiya chal dak dak dhaiya mast mauji har taraf hai re Now this is God given song. This is not prince given song. This is God given song. Gift was from him, my voice was from him, my instrument was from him. He gave me the song. Does it have any filth in it? No, it doesn't. Is it God approved? When you buy a gold ring or a diamond ring, you see one certification, no? Do you have God certification on it? Yes. You and that certification is only validated by God and you. So when you are listening to something, you need to ask if it's clean. There's no harm in listening. See, we are constantly flooded with a lot of filth. In that time, you need to know what to listen to. Songs are the least of the problems in today's day and age. When you open your Instagram, you have no idea what you are consuming. I am telling you, songs are the least of your problems. The philosophies that are being talked, the ideologies that are being spread. When have we put a guard to it? Have we put a filter to it? No, we haven't. But we are going by the the mass problems of what Christians think. No wearing jewelry, no sing, listening, no this and that. You know, these are the the mass problems of Christianity in India. Check all that and see what is your problem in Christianity, and fix that. So you will always have people coming and saying you. It in, in I I grew up in a pastor family. You can understand what decisions I had to make to come here, right? Yes. Any other questions? Please ask. Please ask if you have any questions. Even the smallest, the most stupid question also it's okay. I won't make fun. I'll just laugh at you. <laughs> I'm kidding. I won't laugh. Any questions? Yes. Um, I want to know if, like, politically, have right. you been faced any backlash being in the industry? Being in the industry, like, yeah. has any political backlash come on you being a Christian? Uh, being a person of that stature in the industry, um, I don't have the stature that you think I've still not reached that <laughs> in the industry. So I might not have faced uh, that kind of political backlash. But yes, I have had people from the BJP call me and ask me questions, interrogate me a bunch of stuff. The business I do, the work I do. I am also an entrepreneur, uh, part time. Apart from being a musician, I run a couple of companies. We do leather manufacturing. We do school education. We do costume stitching for schools. We do event management, production. We do animation. So we ha we have a good office in Bombay. So people have questioned my work. What do you do? Why is this funds come? Where it is come going? So people always are scrutinizing you. So there is a kind of a government stress coming. But once we are clear-headed, you know, I have learned in life. Um, Unclear people cannot face persecution beyond a point. Clear people can easily walk over persecution. Walk over persecution with what courage? And the only way you can win a persecution is clarity. Be it Christian faith or any other issue in legal, even these lawyers know how they win cases. Is they are clear about lying? <laughs> they are dead clear about their lies. They'll stand with their lies till death. Have you seen Drisham movie? He's clear about his lie. <laughs> Correct, no? He's very clear about his lie that he's created, and he will make everybody believe that lie. 
and his undeterred faith in his lie is what is making him stand and everybody even the legal system come and bow at him that movies example i'm talking right so what how much more clear we should be in our faith is my question again right so it 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 comes down to that again any more questions yes please thank you so can much sit, you can sit um so i can relate very much with you know um, certain things that you've told me about that you've been sharing with us of being bold and taking a stand and going against norms right um but with that comes a price correct and um i'm i'm sure you must have paid a price as well yeah. so for me it was more of you know uh, because my circle was so small right okay so my parents are no more both right. my parents okay and um, i only have my older sister my sibling okay. so what do you do when you taking that stand and being in that place of you know uh, having clarity going against the norms that you do for example it could be your parents yeah. right what do you do when there are times that they don't necessarily see eye to eye and that hampers your relationship with them okay they not wrong okay neither are you when you say they who do you mean i mean the ones that matter to you for example it could be your parents in right. your case in okay. my case it was my sibling right right so how do you still stand strong and firm um do you go out of your way to explain your decisions to them in terms of being accountable and not allowing your relationship with them to be hampered or have there been times where it has been hampered right and you just still do what you know you are convicted of doing and then uh with time and everything they learn to accept your decisions and they come back right. so how do you deal with those situations so conviction comes from a source where you are constantly fed from somewhere okay and it comes down to a very strong point where what are you fed with and where is your source of feeding right now in your case of your siblings um uh, what i what i understand is that you know from what i understand your question that you are wanting to communicate uh, your firmness with your siblings and they are not able to understand you as clearly right they are uh, they are probably you know not standing with you in your faith or in your decision whatever it is right now it is okay if they don't understand you time will pass there will be a time of distance you will not believe me when i did not finish my 12th i had to leave my house and take a room right next to my house because my dad couldn't stand me and i couldn't stand him and i was clear i had to take a room and i was clear that he will come back to track it costed my relationship for few years my dad is to sit in front of pastor biju write one paper and give it to him and write in that tell this fellow to become hard working and creative and then pastor biju give me paper and i'm reading tell this fellow to become hard working and creative and i am saying i write back 
tell him not to teach me too much and he will, you know <laughs> i don't care <laughs> no all those things so we had our own fair of hurts and struggles but one thing i knew throughout because my sense of clarity came from heaven so when your sense of clarity comes from heaven you will foresee the current scenario and see the future because god is a god of the past and the present and the future so when you make a decision the holy spirit will also give you a deciding discernment or a peace in your heart to foresee how it will convert over time and you will be silent through that time and say that okay it's okay if they don't understand me time will tell god will heal because your decision was not yours it was your heavenly fathers so if your boss in your company tells you to tell your employees we are getting half salary for the next 4 months okay after that things will be fine your boss said now you went and you are the spokesperson to your employees okay good scenario you go to your spokes your company employees and tell guys 50 people in front of you guys for the next 4 months your salary is going to be half okay what you will get you will get a backlash but what is the only thing that is holding in that backlash your conviction that your boss said after 4 months i will repay the whole thing your boss might have said or after 4 months i will increase even when you are facing backlash you are forcing the future and saying my boss has told me after 4 months things will be fine don't worry don't worry what are you holding on to your boss now if your boss ditches you different thing but our god doesn't ditch us so when you are in a decision making time if you get an answer from god and if the current scenario is not in your favor after time god will only tell you don't worry four months later it will be fine so that time you will be so peace minded that you don't have to worry about and you will face all the problems coming at you with smile four months they are fighting now four months you wait it'll be fine so have that constant relationship with god i would say and draw from him yeah thank you so much great anybody else uh i was so blessed by what you shared uh, especially on clarity yes uh, purpose um and this is probably an abstract uh, sort of a question right. but it's because i think about these things i just want to offer it yeah uh, so is music in itself good or bad uh, in the sense do you draw a line purely music in itself is dangerous because it can take you away from god right that's what your question is uh, no in the sense the kind of music so let's say you change the lyrics of the music uh from something to something else and, mm. okay uh, previously it was unacceptable you change the lyrics and um use the same tune tune yeah music remains the same so the melody or different. the creation yes, of yes. music itself is bad are there are there differences so are there differences some yeah. suppose so what you're saying is if um, there's a song called ram 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 and i change it to jesus 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 but the tune remains the same yeah, yeah. is that the question y- yeah okay. sort sort of yeah yeah so any kind of music because so it see you it's a good question and it boils down to very i have a very clear answer for this it it boils down to what you confess okay and what you believe now apart from confession and faith there is a historic relevance 
of memorized or historic uh, association of the song. And that is called cultural sensitivity. If you are culturally heartless and you just want to say what I'm convicted and I want to sing. For example, there was a worship leader in our Christian community who took a lot of Bollywood songs and put Christian relics to it and, and put it out. Now, it's a yes and no situation. I'll tell you very clearly how it works. He is a good friend of mine, right? He was convicted about what he sang with all his heart in a very pure form. Okay. He didn't do it to manipulate or whatever. But from my perspective, I see that there's a historic association to that melody. Not everybody will be able to disassociate that melody from that secular song and come to a Christian God-loving song and will it, it will not fulfill the purpose of their, growing, their drawing closer to God. It will in fact distract them and wonder, make them wonder. So instead of fighting historic relevance and your own passion of trying to sing a melody like that. It's better you sing some other melody. That's my take. Now the only reason that we'll have people say no, there's a sense of anointing anointing over songs. The, the word anointing is being camouflaged in a lot of multiple ways and then people just cover it in the word of anointing. They don't even know what they mean when they say you're anointed or anointing over that song. If, if I put one song Oh, what anointing. It was not anointing, it was a minor chord. Now, we do not know where we come from. Now, to your question, if I were in that place and if I had a secular song, I would see what my culture is sensitive for. They know that song in another melody and I would not touch it. I would say, my God is a God of new tunes. I will make a new tune and sing it out to the people. Right? But I do not think there is a spiritual power that is going to bind you from it. No. That's just our... Because all our songs are somewhere or the other there's one song in Malayalam, okay? It's Rora Rasputin, lover of the Russian team. That's, have you heard Sheldon's, Sheldon's song? Raja hai mahan Yeshu Raja Yari hai iman Mera yaad meri Zindagi Every tune is an association of something from somewhere. I wrote one song called Shukrada. Shukrada Shukrada Karun It's not close, but that start point sounds like Kavira. I don't know if I got it from Kavira. I'm making sense. Every melody is something that we have heard somewhere in our life. 
Every tune is an association of something that you have heard. If you are in a jazz community, you will end up making a jazz song. Why am I singing Indian songs? And every harkat has come from Carnatic music, which is all chants. Do you understand the root? So music is an, a merge of all our understanding over the years. But if you take a direct tune and tell that that is evil in itself, I don't think there is any such thing. But certain songs over the years have been sung and sung and, and the devil has used it in a certain way. And those can be avoided just to, if you are bold enough, you know, there's one pastor who was telling his story. He said, I was doing crazy ministry and he was in, you know, doing thousands of ministry. And at night, he saw the devil in his room. Okay. At night, he saw the demon sitting on a chair and the, like that, you know. He woke up dark and he could see the demon sitting there. He looked at him and he says, oh, it's you. Good night. He said and slept off. Now, when I was explaining the demon, we had on dramatic music. Correct? Demon, 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 demon. Correct? We had that vibe in our heart. But for pastor, it was walk in the park. Good night. It's the way we look at it, right? Now the church looks at, oh, that song is. But that past look. Right? So the way you see matters as well. The perspective and the conviction you come from matters as well. So I would say avoid singing all these songs because our Father in Heaven gives so many tunes to us. But also know that everything we have heard and sung is an association of what we have understood everywhere. So, the Shukradas verses. That's the song. Then I remembered, years after I wrote this song, I wrote it 10 years ago, this song. Years after I wrote this song, I remembered one song my dad taught me. Ye Bible meri zindagi hai Ye Bible khuda ka kalam It's not the same tune, but it's the same vibe. Khuda ne jahaan ko diya hai the syncopation of words, the falling of the tune, everything has that innocence of that song. Did I steal the tune? No. It is something that touched my heart back then when I was a kid. It reflected in my song. And trust me, every song, R.D. Barman, the greatest composer, was one of the greatest thieves. Because he did not know there should be something at the internet after 20 years. 
He went to Africa, heard one song, and he said, I'll do this in India. Nobody will know. Nobody will know. Have you seen that meme? So that was pretty, pretty much what it was, right? So don't worry about it. It's just the way you see it. Yeah. And Sorry? Original music, it, there is the original. Yeah, it's all interrelated. It's all interrelated. Original sound meaning, yeah. There's nothing, it's a very good question, but there's no such thing as original music because everything is, a, is an outcome of what you've heard. It directly stems out of what you've heard and where you are built. So if, if your entire thing was rock guitar, even in a soft song, you'll put a rock guitar. But your rock guitar roots came from somewhere else, you know? So it's all, and that's how music is. It's what you've heard, you convey it. Yeah, and God gives you direction in that. What you've heard, it's just a, a bunch of stuff and then God gives you. Yes, question, please. Do anybody have any question? No? <laughs> Actually, it is very interesting. And um, sorry. Uh, I personally have been really blessed. I think many of the questions you answered when you when shared us the pointers, I think that brought a lot of clarity. And uh, sorry. yeah, this is one, one last question sure. for the day. Uh, yeah. Uh, being, you being in the uh, movie industry and uh, there's a lot of appreciation for you for the, I mean, the, the way the beautiful, the how beautiful you sing. Uh, we know that you're so, so well versed in singing and, you know, uh, it's very beautiful to listen to your voice. Uh, like, when the appreciation comes to you, how do you handle that appreciation uh, in terms of, you know, becoming proud uh, or being humbled in because we are uh, yeah. God's children. Yeah, good question. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, I have this analogy when I teach my students. I teach as well, and I do. Um, I say, I tell my students, imagine three of your best singers, your best musician idols are in front of you. Okay. So, you, you sing, do you sing? Tell me three people that you really adore. Anybody, secular, Christian, it's okay. Brooke Fraser. Tia Smith. Jen Johnson, okay. Brooke, Tia, and Jen. You're singing. They're standing in front of you. Okay. Sing your heart out. They come and say, the worst singing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, horrible. Taya says. Brooke says, my ears are hurting. Then Jen Johnson says, why did I come to India? You go and cry all night. You are hurt. You are dejected. Now let's change the scenario. They are standing in front of you. Taya says, I have never heard such a beautiful voice. Okay. And then Brooks says, what a singing, my God, you should be taken to the uttermost parts of the world. And Jen says, why are you not with us at Bethel? You should, I mean, the world should know you. That night also you'll not sleep. <laughs> Correct? Because you are in cloud nine. Every word is resounding in your head, left, right and center. The challenge is that, that you need to know where you belong. 
should not get so it is saying your your conviction of who you are should have no strings attached your conviction of who you are should not have any strings attached no human should control your conviction of your identity nobody should pull you down or nobody should push you up when i was telling you the director who came home he sent on big message i'm blessed i'm that and all i met the uh, so he's the he's the producer he's the, he's the actor also in the film so he said i'm blessed to have you prince i i don't know where i found you full praises and half an hour of praising me only was happening after they heard the music of the film i heard all that i enjoyed all the praises next day the film director came home are yaar hum log tere ghar se bahar nikle aadhe ghante ke liye tere bare mein baat ki then i i told him i'm just waiting for all this fluff to boil down tab sachai jo hai bahar aayega let because they were in that room they were got excited everybody was saying the same thing and you know that emotional outburst is there let's take it to the audience and see and we'll know the truth i said so that that maturity to cut the crap and come to the point has to be there not get carried away because you are not you were never trying to get praises you were trying to convey a message when i was creating that music i was not in the idea that somebody will appreciate me i was in the idea that i want to reach that sound that i can hear in my ears now if they praise me well and good if they don't praise me well and good so it doesn't deflect me from the idea that i want to reach there so when he praised me the director the producer praised me i was like let me take it to the public audience and see let them also say then we will know the truth dud ka dud pani ka pani ho jayega because my idea was not to sit with this praises and have a good time for that 24 hours my idea was to grow as an artist so if i only hear only 10 people's praises i will never grow so i will take it to about 50 70 people get criticism and see what can work what cannot work then i called music musician friends to my house and made them hear the film ha theek hai they said then i knew the truth somewhere in between you understand they were excited emotionally attached to the film so they have a different perspective so you cannot get carried away by everybody's praises you cannot be bogged down by everybody's insults you need to be knowing who you are and where you belong and that only god can guide and that is a very innate relationship based outcome from your heart so i can't guide you on how to take that stand but god will tell you in your spirit you know you will get the discernment at that very moment ha ye to bol rahe hain abhi dekh lenge sun lenge we'll listen to it you know so that's a very innate sensible decision that you will get in your heart yes